to episode 14 of By the Numbers here on CKCC Radio. Matt Durvine here with you for another bi-weekly interview show. And joining me this week, two gentlemen who are currently on two separate coasts, one much closer to me here and the other certainly not driving through Los Angeles right now. (laughs) (laughs) Keita Murray, Kit Raff, The Impeccables. Guys, welcome to the show. You're... Yeah, it's us, the impeccable shit. Oh shit, the impeccable shit. <laughs> the impeccable. Maddie D, favorite tag team to referee. <laughs> it's, it's not. A, it's not a long list. He loved fucking with Jesse in the corner. Want to know why? Because he got to after that. You want to know why? Because guess who took the heat. <laughs> <laughs> I've so, been here, like once or twice. <laughs> yeah. well, well, Keita's a better hot tag. That's why. Uh, no, I'm the hot. No, the better hot tag. That's why he takes the heat. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's what makes no sense because Keita's a better hot tag. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> so. For those who may not know you guys, I'll allow each of you a moment here to introduce yourselves. Um, Kita, don't put over too much how you beat Shane McMahon on the, and the Miz on Worldwide TV, if you can help it. I'll I try not to. I try to. I forget about that shit a lot. I don't talk about gonna... it at all, dog. I got it. <laughs> I, but for people who don't know us or me or us, honestly, I am Kita Murray. He is... Kit Raff, we are best friends since high school, since prior to these gimmick names, because so, I almost called them a non-gimmick name, because I can, but anyway, <laughs> we're best friends since high school, who started training together, and became one of the most noticed, I'm going to say most noticed in Northeast Pennsylvania before we moved, so, because we were noticed, we are starting to get noticed, we just didn't have a breakout moment, alright motherfuckers? I'm so sorry. <laughs> this has an explicit label. You're fine. Wait, you can say uh, all the fucks you want. Hey. Thanks. Uh, I'll, I'll take over real quick. Uh, Kita kind of introduced me. Uh, oh, I'm getting a call from Supremely Great. Did I? Um, Kita kind of introduced me, but. Uh, <laughs> I am the notorious KIT Kit Ref. I am one half of the Impeccables, and my best friend beat Shane McMahon on SmackDown, and I love to talk about it. <laughs> yes, I did. So, uh, I, well, I'm formally known as All That Kita Murray, but now I'm just Kita. <laughs> the Kita Professional Wrestling, uh, that is what I'm kind of going for, the Kita Success, so that too. I live on uh, California. I live on California. Exactly. <laughs> on top of it. The whole thing. He lives right on top. I live on top of the whole 100 thing. 100 California Drive. <laughs> you just send a mail. Kita. Care of California. <laughs> no, literally. Because there's nothing there. Yeah, they should. <laughs> there's literally Sacramento, then Kita, and then Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> And tonight you're going to talk about the matches of it, right? I keep saying tonight because we record these at night. This definitely airs at 9 a.m. on a Monday morning. So Yes. So this morning, going over. Yes. 
This morning at 9 a.m., we are going to be talking over the matches of theirs that I have ref that are found in my book where I've written down every match I've ever refed. And I have watched these kids grow up. I have driven these kids to New York. Uh, oh, my God. Yo, oh, my God. I, oh, my God. To, to, to wrestle with really sketchy, smoke-filled VFWs. Like, we were going to wrestle in, like, 1967 or something. <laughs> Wait, when went to Santa? When was that? Kido, is your window up? My window? Yeah, it's up. Why? Oh. Just, I just heard traffic. Oh. You hearing shit. But there ain't no traffic. <laughs> For once. <laughs> How is that possible? You live in Los Angeles. <laughs> Listen, I know, I know, that's what I'm saying. But for right now, I'm cool, and we're going to keep our fingers crossed. Actually, so I'm in Burbank, but I'm driving to Los I'm driving back to Los Angeles. It's going to be technicalities in there, but whatever. Listen, us Pennsylvania people, we don't know shit from shit out there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Don't worry, the California people barely do either. Honestly, yes. <laughs> That's true, too. So, well before we drove to New York to wrestle on the smoke show VFW, uh, we got started together on June 20th, 2015 at the Music Youth Center. Match 827 in the book for GSW. Johnny Moran plays Daniels, the world-class I love that match. No, I love the fact that... Um, Honestly, I'm happy that you're the ref for that because I think that might have been our, like, no, it wasn't our first match at GSW, but, like, I think it was the second one. But it was our first, like, big match, so I remember. Like, there was a whole promo package for it and everything. So, like, I remember that shit was cool. And I was glad that it was, like, Johnny Moran and uh, Blaze Day because we trained with them. So it was, like, if we took our training to a new building. So that's why I like. And we already knew you from training, so it just makes it more comfortable. It was a, yeah, super comfortable experience. And that was like, that was back in the days where like there wasn't such thing as a comfortable experience before we would go through a curtain because yeah, <laughs> the first few months of you wrestling, you just want to throw up every time. Uh, and for some people, that never goes away. But yeah. <laughs> Um, I can tell you my my first match after after quarantine after after the Rona I'm sure I'm sure gonna be like scared shitless. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're gonna be flat but as those old times. But I I, I know um, Blaze Daniels obviously no longer wrestling and Johnny Moran moving on to to bigger things and, like, really getting his name out there. So it's cool to go back and look at this little piece of the beginning where they were just also kind of, like, two dudes coming up. Yeah, yeah. Literally. I think that might have been, because I think we might have ran a match like that. Backbreakers, I think. We did, that, we did that exact match, like, four times in four different places. Four, yeah. That was the first place we did it at. That wasn't backbreakers. That was like away from the the school. Away from the school by like a nine minute drive. Yeah, <laughs> literally. 
different crowd, so it was it was different enough for us to make us. Oh, definitely. Yes. <laughs> and this was a time where there were a lot of tag teams in GSW that were all going after the tag team titles of Bo Dakota and Chase Shane Storm, known as Bo Storm. And a couple months later. We have a couple four-way matches on the August 2015 show. Only one of yes. five rounds. And this is uh, Kit, you're working Sheet Storm, Blaze Daniels, and Adam Falcon in match 832. Who's just me? It was just me. <laughs> where, where, where was Keita? He wrestled the other tag team guys. We yeah, did I was doing yeah, I did. I did a triple threat match, and actually, I did a triple threat match, and Adam Falcon worked twice because he. It, I remember that. I don't know how your match had four people in it, and it had Adam Falcon in it, and my match only had three people in it, and it still had Adam Falcon in it. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck that happened. I remember that one. <laughs> No, oh, wait, yeah, because I wrestled Bo. I had I wrestled Bo Nakoda, and it was Adam. It was Adam Falcon, and uh, I don't know who was the other person. No, it was a triple threat match. Yeah, wait. I don't know why. Wait, I do remember that match, Maddie. I only have one memory from the entire match. I'm surprised I still had this, but it's something. So yes, I, I do remember doing that match, and I remember. I don't know if we were like the first or second match on the card that night. But we were on really, really early, and the sun was still up, and the sun was, like, beaming through one of the windows at the Music Youth Center. And I took a move, and I remember I sold up, and I got the sun in my eyes, and it just put me in, like, a really bad mood for the entire rest of the match. And that's the only, that's the only memory I actually have. I don't know if I won. I don't know who won. Uh, the, only, the only memory I have is the sun getting in my eyes, and I was pissed because I was inside. <laughs> I didn't expect for that to happen. <laughs> well, you never know what's going to happen in GSW or in the Music Youth Center. Literally. <laughs> Don't I know it. <laughs> but this would continue uh, to where you finally had a four-way match for the GSW tag titles, taking on Bo Storm, the World Class Gentleman, and the Falcon Corps. Yeah. Not Adam Falcon by himself. Match 847 on October 10th of 2015. Damn, man. You really did, like, ref a lot of, like, important fucking matches for us in GSW. For real. <laughs> that one, we won, right? We won, and then I think that's when we lost. <laughs> we won and lost, right? Or no? No. That was, that was the gauntlet. Oh, that was the gauntlet one. We... We got eliminated, what, second, right? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, I did ref the one where you guys won the tag titles, and then no one came out to beat you up after. That's coming up in a little bit. That, that was such a change of, of, of pace for us. We were, we were used real. to holding on to them for about 17 seconds. <laughs> the Impeccables became like 23-time no, oh. GSW Tag Team Champions, but their total combined reign was 31 minutes and 19 seconds. <laughs> no, yeah, six time, baby! Six time. No, that was the match where it was a double pin. That's where it was, I think. And I think... It was a double pin, wasn't it? Like, sure. 
I think because <laughs> I remember someone. I think like Bo Storm pinned, and I think we pinned at the same time, and then that's where the belts became like. Or no, they did win it. That's Bo Storm because it was vacated earlier, right? Yeah. Oh, so that was the match before. There was a lot of fucking matches with Bo Storm in the top. There was. Four, there remember. was. There was so many, and I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and Bo Storm, always easy to work with. Shane Storm, one of my favorite dudes. And Bo Nakoda, another one of my favorite dudes. Yes, I love Bo. Um, I love Shane, but I did love Bo because uh, I just, like, he was good. Like, he was just – Shane is good. Shane is crazy good, but Bo, like, I don't know. I want to be Bo. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> I really wanted to be him. Like, that's it. <laughs> if Shane Storm is listening, I want to be Shane Storm. <laughs> And what you could do is you could go back three or four episodes and hear my interview with Shane Storm here on CKCC hey. Radio because Shane's already been on the show. Sweet. Okay. My man Shane. He's a good dude. I love um, I really, I really liked working with, uh, with Bo Storm in the beginning because I feel like – I don't know if they were, like, the first tag team that we worked with that, like, I considered – to be like established wrestlers, if that makes sense. Like, oh, yeah, I agree on that. Yeah, this is just like two guys that I already previously had some like unspoken respect for. Like, I I, I know they've done a lot more than me uh, at that time, and they were always so cool to us. Like, and I don't yeah. think that they I don't think that they had to be as as cool to us cool as they were. So that's something I'll always appreciate, and what I try to do now with young wrestlers, try to be like Bo Storm. <laughs> I remember he's like, yeah, Bo with his accent. Get your shit in, man. Get your shit in. <laughs> Go out there, shine up, get the people on their feet. Get your shit in. Yeah. That is such a good Bo impression. <laughs> that, that is awesome. So from there. We have our first match together outside of GSW. And it is at True Wrestling. We are in Berwick, Pennsylvania. Hey, what's that? Match 860 with the Cashmasters, November 28th of 2015. Oh, I remember that one. I like that. That match, it was very wonky, I feel like. But I loved it just because, like, we had wrestled each other so many times at that point and outside of GSW finally. Yeah, we were just fucking around, I remember, in the beginning. Like, I think it took us, like, a five to ten to get the actual match started. We were, like, fucking with their guns, fucking with the bandanas, and then they took our jackets. And then Sean... I they did our whole entrance, didn't they? Yes, because Sean was like, I'm the fucking booker. I'm going to just do their whole entrance again. Cut <laughs> the fucking lights off. He had the music play again, and they did their whole shit. No, they did us. Yeah, 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 yeah. They came out, they, they put on our stuff, and they did our entrance. So, yeah, a good, a, a, at least a good, like, ten minutes of that match was eaten up before we actually locked up, I think. And that's the best way to use your time, is to do as much entertaining stuff as you can with as few bumps as possible. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bump cards are real. We didn't. Yeah. We might not have known it then, but I think we subconsciously did. Uh, yeah, we subconsciously did. A lot of people told us, but... I know, like, a lot of people say they think they are invincible, which is kind of, I don't know. I low-key thought. I was like, my back's going to be high. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, nope. for me, what, what made me feel invincible for a while was I used to do um the Cactus Jack elbows, like, a lot when I first started. <laughs> like, 
it would be very rare if I had a match and I didn't do a fucking Cactus Jack elbow. Because it I'm was always at GSW with the fucking pads, that's why. Uh, no, I didn't. The I, pads. I, air yeah, quotes. Pads, quote unquote. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, not even that, though. Like, when we go up to Triple WA on their concrete floors, I would just be like, yeah, whatever, PPW on their gym floors. Uh, so I started hitting Cactus elbows and, like, my back wasn't broken immediately after. So I had the same thing uh, as you, Kita. Like, I was just like... Yeah, I'm invincible, and now I'm 25, and it hurts to stand up when I'm sitting down for too long, so. <laughs> just, just wait till you're almost 40, like me, and it, it if I'm still here, just existing. If I'm still on this planet when I'm 40, I'm going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> no offense, that's just me. Wow. <laughs> Guys like me should not be around that long, that's just too long. <laughs> Yo, is that old hustle? We got to keep the hashtag old hustle alive. Oh, where we are? Trust yes. believe. Hashtag oh. old hustle. You remember that, man? I know that. I, I just used it the other day. Who was you I did. talking to? To me. Um. Or was it? It was in our group chat about, about this Kita, show. About Kita falling asleep and you not being able to wait till ten thirty to start because you're old. Because I am old, and no no matter what time I go to bed, my daughter will be up before me. No matter what time she goes to bed, she'll be up before me. So, you know, old hustle. Can't can't be starting a podcast at 1030 at night. (laughs) So, you meet the Cashmasters again, six months later. Where's this this is for the tag team titles in Music, oh, match boy. 897, May 14th, 2016. Hey, what's up? Hey, I like it. It's nice. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just have This is going to be the best episode of this podcast ever. <laughs> hey, we're talking matches. We're getting a tour of Los Angeles from Kita. We're meeting people. I'm so sorry. Um, if, if if that is the match that I think that it is, um, that is the match that we definitively won the GSW Tag Team Championships from them. Oh yeah, I believe. Yeah, it um, is. It is. That, honestly, that match was no disqualification. Yeah. Um, and we. Double hip toss, Sean Andrews onto the top of some folding chairs. Folding chairs. We yeeted Clay Drasher at least seven feet into a wall. (laughs) He didn't stick. We beat his testicles with a frying pan. Um, Sandy's cane came into play. Sandy, the legendary Sandy's cane came into play. Keita almost broke it over Sean's body. I got scared. That was and still honestly is one of my favorite matches of all time. Um, yeah, that was the first highlight video we ever made in wrestling was like that match because we just thought it was so great. Uh, we were like, this is the one. <laughs> I remember I remember we won that match with the uh, the monkey flip frog splash. And when you counted that three, Matty D, I didn't cry, but I almost fucking did. <laughs> and I remember handing you guys the belts and saying to you, I promise no one's coming out to take these this yes. time. 
I do remember you saying that, and I um, still didn't really believe it. <laughs> I was like, I held great the show. I promise, no one's coming this time. <laughs> Thank God. And then after that, the last match here before we take a quick break, something completely different. We are in Scranton at the CYC. Yes. For Global Force Wrestling. It is June 4th, 2016, match 899 in the book, and it's against the new Heavenly Bodies. Yes. I love oh, God. Do you want to talk about that one? The thing is, like, I don't remember a lot about the actual match, unfortunately. I do remember the experience, though, because it was a big fucking deal. Um, thank you, Matt. I Yeah, you were a part of that as well, too, for helping us with that shit, honestly. Um, so thank you. Um, but, yeah, that show was just, like, a whole nother level, I feel like. That was, like, literally taking us and, like, throwing us on a whole nother tax bracket, I feel like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we were fucking from lower class to middle class at that point. That shit was, like, exciting. And yeah. just, like, having you two in that fucking match, it's just, like, we're, just worked all those matches with you, Matt. And it's, like, now we're on another level show with you as a rep. So, bro, like. And we're it, in our hometown. Exactly. Our hometown and we're one of the most in in one of the most famous wrestling venues in my mind. (laughs) I don't want to say in the world, but in my head, the CYC is the CYC. Um, I was in the same locker room as guys like Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart, and that's so fucking cool. Um, I I feel like that. I feel like that match was our first actual test that we were ever given. In professional right. wrestling, like ever, um, right. our first real test. I agree, and we, um, I would, I would probably say we knocked it out the park on, because like before the match, like just uh, like just backstage stuff, like besides the match, we felt like um, new heavily body so we were kind of like just these young kind of, you know, didn't really know what we were doing, and after the match, you know, because just the way that we were talking match beforehand um they were just asking us certain things if we could do and like we weren't there to say no you know I mean? so we weren't absolute dickheads where we'd be like yeah we could do that. we absolutely knew we couldn't so um brought their a bit down because it was just more so like they thought they couldn't confine enough the shit they wanted us to do but the shit that we actually did turned out great you know yeah. so I actually, I don't know if you remember, Kita, but what, what, uh, Justin Carino said when he went through the curtains before we got to the curtains, because they let us have the curtains. Oh, uh, yeah. We, yeah. So, Justin Glory, who is our trainer. Oh, yeah. Um, he was, he was sitting in the gorilla position, and when Justin and Mark came through the back, uh, Justin oh, yeah. was like, fuck, 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 fuck. He's like saying, fuck over and over again like and Rory's telling us this story and he's like as soon as he started saying that I was just like oh no they blew it because like he didn't watch the match there was no like monitors or anything but he was listening to it so he's like oh no they fucking blew it and Carino was just like fuck fuck those kids are good (laughs) damn that was fucking great and And, like, after we came through the curtain and, like, we were talking to them, it was, like, he was saying, they, I feel like they were kind of maybe 
putting a little assumption on us, you know, like we were we were still green as goose shit at the time. So yeah. I, I, I don't think they expected as much as we delivered. Um and after the match the whole vibe changed. Like these guys were just like the coolest fucking dudes and like yeah. you, they were just they were just treating us like we were one of them. You know, yeah. we could feel that energy, you know, and before the match it, it, it was like they weren't you know, they weren't dickheads or anything like that. But you could you could pick up on the energy, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like it's a it makes your job stressful being in the position that I would say that they were at that time that to where we are now. Like when you work people who aren't that great or who are green, and when you're talking to them about the match and they don't feel confident, like I'm like fuck, I'm stressed. So yeah. I, I, you know, it wasn't necessarily that they were trying to fuck with us, be mean mm-hmm. to us, bad with us. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, and I remember the match being really good, and I remember that same feeling walking through that tiny hallway, um, where, where that, like Kit was saying, I almost said Jesse again, like Keita did at the beginning. <laughs> um, but walking through that little hallway that's only like seven foot one high, and I'm like, oh man, Hogan and Andre and Piper all walk through this hallway, and now I am, and that is so cool. And getting to be a part of that show is one of my first, like, like I had worked really big shows before um, in some different venues with larger crowds, but never anything like this kind of production necessarily. Right. Um, so it was a great experience. Um, I always remember Jeff Jarrett ribbing me before the main event. What, what um, happened there? <laughs> oh, so um, I get in the back after reffing Sanjay and um, now AJ. Joaquin Wild. Yeah, from, that was from NXT. I remember, but yeah. and I had known him. We were in Chikara together in 2005, so like I had worked with him a bunch, and I already knew him pretty well. And I get in the back, and Jared's like, "Hey, you got your spots for the main?" I go, "No, what are you talking about?" Yeah. He's like, he's like, there's the bump, and then he goes, come on, you you know the spots. He goes, you're ribbing me. I go, I'm not. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you are you ribbing me? And he goes, no, man, the spots. Like, I know you know. Kevin's getting bumped, and then he goes, there's no spots, and he just he walked, he laughed, and he walked away. <laughs> I love Jeff Jarrett. I have to say, I, do I, don't, I don't care what anybody says. I love that man. That day, he walked into the locker room. We were there first. We were the first people in, because there was, I think, two locker rooms, two or three locker rooms. And we got into one first, so we set our stuff up. And then Jarrett strolled in maybe like a half hour later. Kita, do you remember this? When yep. Jarrett came in, and he looked at us, and he was just like, hey, guys, do you mind if I settle up here? Is it okay? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, we looked at each other. Sure, like, Jeff Jarrett, you can share this locker room with us, I guess. <laughs> You're not the owner of the company or anything. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, if you insist, you may join us. <laughs> For real. With that said, we're going to sneak in a quick break. Here's some words from some other podcasts. We'll be right back here on By the Numbers on CKCC Radio. 
Hi, this is Anthony from the IWEP Network. We're a collection of weekly podcasts that vary in all different types of topics. We can be found on all social media, as well as any podcast or music app that you may use, as well as YouTube. We go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch every Friday and Sunday. Here's a lineup of our five shows that you may be interested in. Interviews with Everyday People. Interviews and conversations on a positive note and just getting to know each other. Everyone has a story. Bangin' Beers podcast, beer reviews, hanging out with some friends, and much more. Truth behind illusion. Are you into ghosts, monsters, conspiracy theories, and more? Then this show will be for you. Tornado Tag Podcast. Pro wrestling stories, news, and show reviews. We love supporting indie wrestling, so come check us out. Not Cool in High School Podcast. A pop culture show where we cover movies, television, comic books, and video games. A weekly topic. So come hang out with us. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on all social media, and we'll see you soon. I'm Jason. And I'm David. And we're the hosts of the Non North Sports Podcast. We're the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the non Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Greetings, folks. Do you like beer? Do you know who I am? Maybe not. My name's Kev, also known as Irish Kev. And then my dear friend Rick and myself actually really were supposed to have a cool promo for our beer review podcast known as the Hooligans of Hops, where Rick and myself take you through a drunken journey of all of the beers that we try. On a scale point twenty-five to 5 being the best, we talk about the best and worst beers we've had on the show. In between, you hear sports banter, some wrestling, and I don't know anything that happens when we get drunk. So check out our show on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, Buzzsprout, and anywhere you can get your podcast sources. We'll try not to get drunk next time and do something for you. But here's the promo. Thanks. And we're back here on episode 14 of By the Numbers here on CKCC Radio. Matt joined by the Impeccables, Keita Murray, Kit Raff this week. It's funny because I told my wife, she asked me, who are you interviewing this week? I said, the Impeccables, and she goes, are they on different coasts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can stop this train, baby. She, she like, she like, isn't Kita in LA? How is that? I go, well, I mean, Skype works everywhere. She goes, yeah, I know, but. <laughs> so, thank you guys for being up late for doing this. Like, I'm chilling. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even know what time it is. Oh, ten eleven. It's not that bad. It's still pretty early. So now you are the GSW Tag Champs, and a week after Global Force, we head back to the Music Youth Center and in defending your tag team titles in match number 903 against Mike Skyros, Jacoby Riddick, the Brute Squad. Woo! Oh, my God. Then that was another thing. We had so many matches with them there, I feel like. Uh, the, two, the two greatest technical and physical wrestlers that we have ever worked against, ever. Yeah. Uh, so we've gone to other levels. So we went to a level that we had to be on another level with the heavily bodies. But, like, so that was just more so we just had to be confident in ourselves, I feel like, for that one, which we were obviously, boom. And we fucking go to the next weekend, as you said, I remember. But, fuck, these motherfuckers are just creative like wrestling wise and with moves and you know spots and shit that we were not at the i feel like and we were just very so much happy to be 
working with guys who are smart, but who are technically more sound. Honestly, I'm not. I'll give that shit straight up. They are a lot yeah. more technically better than us at that point. And like, for sure. Like for them to work, them like work with the cash masters, where it was more so like, all right, those are two classic fucking. You, it wasn't even hard to try to get over with them. You know what I mean? Now, these people, we have to find a way to get over in a different way, in a wrestling way, because we can't do entertainment with them more so. It was more technical, and it was just with them, like different styles. It was great. Really. It was. I, f- I feel like we, we worked really well with those guys because, like, like Kita kind of said, like, with teams like the Cashmasters, like, we could yuck it up and we can give you a different kind of match. But with guys like Jacoby Riddick and Mike Skyros, you have to really, like, bring it with them because they're going to bring it with you. Those are two guys, and, like, I mean it when I say it. I really think that they really brought out, like, the best wrestlers that me and Kita have ever been um, as a tag team. You know, like, they they really always made us step up anytime we worked them. Um yeah, I love those guys. That's it. And and Jake's a wild man. Jake's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Jake isn't even a human being. Uh, Jake was Jake Jake was a fucking uh, a fucking hatchling from Mars that got like shipped to Earth in like <laughs> 1995. I don't I don't know how the fuck he got here, man. But that dude isn't even human. I don't care. <laughs> He he will just hit you, and like you said, he and Skyros are just so good. Yeah, um, Skyros is the same way too. Like Skyros will beat the shit out of you, and I love it. Like in the best way, you know. Like not he's not. Like, I'm not saying he's unsafe, but like they're just Skyros. They're just Jesse physical saying, wrestlers. They're wrestlers. Kit held the backbreakers money in the bank. Oh God! Uh, for lack of a better way to explain it, and. On June 24th, 2016, I found myself just visiting a backbreaker show. <laughs> and and the next thing I knew, in full gear, because <laughs> as a rep, I guess you always have to have your gear. Um, match 905, Kit brings me out to the ring with him to cash in his backbreaker's money in the bank against Shogun Machete. <laughs> 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 oh man. Um I wasn't here for that one. Let's hear you it. You weren't, but I wish you were, man. <laughs> Let me say what an honor it is to take a prestigious championship like that off of such an amazing, amazing talent like Shogun motherfucking machete. Um You lost. I said <laughs> I lost. <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, so I lost. It's fucking Shogun Machete. I can't be a guy like that. He's he knows karate. I don't know karate. I don't know karate. Oh shit! I lost. Well, and the gimmick was you brought me out like. I was supposed to be like a ringer for you as your ref. Like you brought in the big match GSW ref to make sure that you won the backbreakers title. Right. And then Eddie beat you anyway. How? Damn. Well, he's just a better wrestler than me, I guess. I don't know. God. 
Oh man, I don't, I don't remember losing. How did I lose? Do you remember how I lost? How did you win? I the believe. Belt? I don't remember how I won the belt. <laughs> oh, I killed Matt Jones. Oh yeah, because Matt won the belt. Yeah. Well, that that's 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 of course I can never beat a wrestler like Shogun Machete. He's too good. He knows karate. Enough said. <laughs> so, with that said, another famous match in the career of the Impeccables is on October 8th, 2016. We're in the Music Youth Center. You are defending the GSW Tag Titles in match 917 against the renamed TakeOver, being mm. Adam Kane, or was he still Adam Falcon at this point? I can't remember. And Joe <laughs> Quick. And this was the match <laughs> where... Kick got shot in the face with a fireball. <laughs> don't anybody ever say I don't love this business. Mm-hmm. I got shot with a fireball. And I don't... definitely didn't miss my face. <laughs> Not at all. Not even a little. Not even a little bit. Oh, man. And Sting was there? Phoenix made a wild appearance. Yeah, you remember, no, not, yeah, not Sting, the Wild Phoenix, same thing, same thing, same caliber, <laughs> same legendary status. Uh, yeah, the Wild Phoenix showed up. That was in, wild. In the, in the rafters of the Music Youth Center, and then he came down on like a zip line, or maybe he ran, I don't know, my face was on fire. No, nah, he ran backwards, he ran back into the door that he came right out of. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wild Phoenix really Tucker Ridley that one up, huh? <laughs> Nothing could ever be that bad. Um, <laughs> but at at that point, that's when Phil Stamper gets in the ring and he's like, "I'm gonna shoot fire, kind of by your face." Yeah, man. Yeah. He's trying to turn me into Kane. It didn't work because he throws like a girl and kind of missed your face, but kind of caught him. Kind of missed my face, but like took off a little bit of my eyebrow. You know, I was looking like. That dude from the Lakers. <laughs> Very descriptive. <laughs> Wait, Anthony Davis. Yeah, Anthony Davis. Thank bro, you. One I eyebrow. Oh, had one eyebrow, bro. He, he has, has one, one eyebrow. Full I know. Eyebrow. I didn't, well, like, we have the same <laughs> amount of eyebrows, I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. Anthony Davis has a, a very oh, distinct oh. universe for anybody that doesn't know at home. He does. They plaster his face all over this fucking city, to be honest with you, and it's... That's not dude. <laughs> <laughs> you already get it. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Let me not, but yeah. But, but that match, I remember it being fun, a different camera angle, where it didn't look like the fireball missed your face. <laughs> and this is them where you lose the tag titles, and no one came out to take them from the stake. Over, they just stopped with them. Not Trajan went back into the Raptors. You change your name? No, you well, I mean, dude, I got a fireball thrown in my face. Like, that <laughs> <laughs> was a, a pretty. That's a pretty epic way to take an L, I would say. It is. And it, it definitely progressed the story. And, and speaking of Trajan. Now we move to the first singles match I have with Keita, as we are at True Wrestling in Berwick, April 29th, 2017, match 945, Keita and Trajan one-on-one. Yeah. Keita, very Trajan, go. No, 
I can't specifically because that was his birthday and I remember that. That's why I love that match. Because it was Trajan's birthday. Like, he's just Trajan. I don't know. And then I wanted to get a serious match at the, out of this motherfucker. And he was just being... But it was still good. So, like, I don't know. I think it was our first thing. Maybe. It was our first thing. I think Yatsu... I think Kit and Trajan wrestled one-on-one already. So, like, it was just fun. Yeah. And, and then he... Two hooker ballets with him too, who didn't. Know. Yeah, he did have hookers. Yeah, so who who absolutely did not know what the fuck to do, and we gave them a spot still for the finish of the match. I don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> Besides, and it was good. I remember, I remember uh, Matt in the beginning when we were trades were face to face, and I don't know what the fuck you said. You say some shit to always make us. Fuck break out. You, you do, man. You you talk your but, shit a lot. You do. <laughs> and you guys, you said some shit like, oh, wait, you guys are, I don't fucking know, but <laughs> I remember it. Good time. Trajan's always a pleasure to work with. It's it's always fun out there with him. It was match 949 in the book. We are back in the old Forge GSW arena. Hell yeah. It is War Games. May 13th, 2017, United Stamper Alliance against Team GSW. War Games! So, War Games, for people who don't know, Kita took a really solid knock to the noggin very early on in that match. So, uh, if y'all know how War Games work, y'all know two people start the match. And y'all know that there's supposed to be eight more people who enter the ring. So, just to give you a good time estimate, I got knocked out within the first two people in the ring. So, you could continue. So, yeah, by the time I, I came out, I was the third person. Um, thank God. Yeah, thank God. Um, <laughs> I came out and Keto was already loopy, uh, very, very concussed, to the point where, like, he was he was still going through the motions, of, like, things he kind of had to do a little bit. Um, but he just kept, like, coming up to me, and I remember you were going, what's the next spot? What's the next spot? What's the next spot? And I'm just like, yep, shut up. Like, we're we're just beating up some guy. No, but Um, I already told you. I think I had already told you I was fucked up at that point or not. Yeah, yeah, No, he did, yes. yes. As soon as I came in, you you told me that there was was something wrong. Um, (laughs) That's why you said you were like hit rap. There's something wrong. It's <laughs> like okay. Um, and then after statement of the year, yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't know the severity of how bad you were at the time because I didn't see the spot and like you were coherent at first. Um, <laughs> at first, and then um, as the match went on, I remember you you just started like spewing sentences at me like. It didn't even make sense. Like, I didn't even, I can't remember any of the things specifically that you I said, but, but none of it had, no, dude, you, you what, what were you asking? I remember one specific thing that I kept on saying, bro, because it fucked with me so much. I was like, I was so worried about the pre-show meeting. I was like, yeah, I was so worried about the meeting. I said, we didn't have the meeting. What happened yeah. at the that is something he said. So there's a perfect example. He was just talking to me about a pre-show meeting while we're in the middle of the main event of the fucking show. Um, so that was like a big sign of being like, oh boy, oh boy, like my friend's, my friend's not right. 
So I remember at, at one point I just took over into like dad mode, I guess. And I told Keita to get under the ring, to just get under the fucking ring. Cause like you're, you're dead to the world. And this rebellious little motherfucker over here, <laughs> I, I felt like I was, you, Matt, you have a seven year old. Yes. Um, yes. It was like that. Like I felt like I was taking care of a seven year old because Keita, Keita just kept rolling out from under the ring and he kept trying to go back in the ring. And like, if you go back and you watch this match, there are, there are points where you could see me physically like removing Keita from the ring and like we just disappeared because I had to keep taking him under the, under the apron. And it got to the point where like Keita was acting so crazy because he kept wanting to get into the match. I was like, you know what? We're just getting out. Get out. Get out. Get, go. Go. What I do remember, though, when I was underneath there, when you weren't around me, and because, all right, so I'll tell you why. I do remember why I don't want to be underneath the ring, because they kept on bumping, and that, my head was so fucked up at the point that me being underneath the ring and hearing the bump kept on making my head fucking hurt more. Like, I was just getting, getting worse. Well, if you, if, you, if you rolled out of the ring and didn't try to get back into the match, I wouldn't have kept throwing you under there. <laughs> I remember being underneath it as well, too, and uh, just you weren't around, and I couldn't fully get out at that point because you were mad at me. I knew you were mad at me at that point. I was, <laughs> I started grabbing legs. Just, like, <laughs> I grab. I remember specifically, I grabbed, I don't want to say his name, but I grabbed his leg, and I pulled him under the ring with me because I wanted some, I wanted fun. Like, <laughs> I wanted to be there. I, yeah. The ring, so I was like, "Hey, hey!" And I pulled his leg underneath. With me. Like, what's going on? I was just like, "Fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> I distinctly remember, uh, like, when I removed you from the match, like, we went back into the gorilla position, and Brute was there, Brute Van Slyke, and he was gonna be the next guy out. And like, we had all these spots with Brute. Like, me and Keto were gonna like just take all these like different like he was gonna like do all these double things on us, and it was gonna be fucking dope. Um, and I just sat Keita down in the chair, and I looked at Brute, and I was like, everything's changed, it's just me. Um, <laughs> I remember he looked up at me, and he was just like, what? <laughs> he sounded, like, so cold. What? And I was just like, yeah, dude, he's out of the match. Like, we're just gonna wing it. And we, he came out, and just, he's Brute Vance like, he fucking throws people. He suplexed the shit out of me, I'm big, or he's big, I'm small. It was really easy. We, we, we took care of it. But, um, yeah, that, that match was wild. Yeah, that Keita made it so much more wilder than it needed to be. I was, I was, I was taking barbed wire and stuff, and like Keita was more of a problem than the barbed wire. <laughs> yeah, and my thing is, is like when you watch that match back too, you cannot really on because I'm in about half of it. So it's like once I disappear, it's like the chaos has already happened. So you're just waiting for the match to end. So yeah. it's like, like, all right, Keith is, like, not even a part of the solution. Like, even the commentary didn't even realize I was gone either, I don't think. Yeah, we, we kept it super low-key. And I don't know how I got from the I chair from Gorilla to the – I was propped against the couch, not even on the couch, <laughs> on the back of the couch, sitting on the floor. And I remember the doctor in my eyes, and he had the flashlight, and then I just wake up. And I was like, ah, what yep. happened? Yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> no, 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 because that, that's where it hit me. I had the spots for group, and they all came to me at that point. And yeah. I was like, no, I got to go back. I got to go back. 
no, no. And as soon as that happened, while we're having that, no, I'm going, the bell rang and the match was over. And I was yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, Kita. Little, little, little old Kit Raps took care of Vance Lake. It's fine. Uh, thank you. But <laughs> He didn't, like, almost, he didn't almost break me in half. <laughs> this shit never happened. Like, I remember that shit, too. I When I woke up, I said, yo, this never happened before. It was like a new experience. I kind of loved it. <laughs> if you want to be the judge as to whether or not you can tell that Kita's in the match, you can go to independentwrestling.tv, and this match is on IWTV. Use the code word NUMBERS, and you'll get your first five days for free. What a plug. Yep. Um, my memories of war games are sitting in the crowd because I was fired. Kit Raph <laughs> dragging me over the guardrail uh, per Phil's instruction to <laughs> rehire me so I could ref the match. <laughs> that was like and when I was 170 pounds, dude. Just wait, because we keep getting crazy here, because the next month, in match 955 in the book, it's June 10th, 2017. And it's the Cashmasters, it's blue and gold, and it's the Impeccables in probably the most one of the most famous ladder matches in the history of GSW. I threw a ladder at Sean Andrews' face. <laughs> I love that match. We tombstoned uh, Matt Turner outside. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yes, we yeah. did. I broke, I broke my toe on Matt Turner's head. No problem. Oh, Kita's Kita's out meeting people again. I broke my toe on Matt Turner's head. What else did we do in that match that was cool? Um, um, I think that was like right after Johnny Cruz came off of like having diverticulitis, if I recall. Yeah, so yeah that was, we, were, we were just recklessly throwing him into ladders. Yeah, um, but he wanted it. But um, he wanted it because he's a psychopath too in his own way. And now about that match was that was our last match though. At, that was our last match. I was so, our going away night. Was it? California at that point, yeah. Because what, what date was that? You said April? This was June. It was June. June. Even that month. Oh, yeah. No, that is, that's correct. Yeah, that was our last match. Yeah, that was. We were the Phoenix Pro Champion, Tag Team Champions, and the Tag Team Champions, and we put them both up there because. Right. We just needed them off of us. <laughs> we needed to lose all the belts. <laughs> <laughs> Which, funny enough, we would do again. Uh, and we'll talk about that in the next segment with Kit, where we had to get another title off of you so you could move to California. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, God. That was, what was it? That was me and Cloudy. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> But now you guys depart to California, and that seems like a good place to take a break. We'll be right back after these words here on By the Numbers on CKCC Radio. Hey friends, Chris O'Mealy here, and if you're into nerd culture like I am, then you'll love my show, The Nerd Table, airing every Monday morning at 7 a.m. on the CKCC Radio channel. Eric Flores, Dan Peck, and myself discuss everything from movies, TV shows, video games, music, sports, and more while we tell hilarious stories, interview interesting people, and just have fun conversations about the things we enjoy. Check us out every Monday at 7 a.m. on CKCC Radio. And if you're a fan of The Simpsons, CKCC Radio delivers the Stupid Sexy Podcast every Friday evening as Dan Peck and I review every episode of The Simpsons ever. 
All this and many other great shows can be found on CKCC Radio. Listen to us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. It's the most successful independent wrestling promotion of this generation. It's the place where the stars of today made their name. Now get the inside story of Ring of Honor from those that lived it with an honorable mention. Join Ring of Honor alumni Shane Hagedorn and his co-host Jeff Schwartz as they break down a classic Ring of Honor event every Tuesday and get the -the behind-the-scenes scoop and inside stories that you won't hear anywhere else. An honorable mention available every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. For exclusive bonus content, plus early ad-free access to every show, check out patreon.com slash an honorable pod. And we're back. Final segment of episode 14 here on By the Numbers. And can't move back the first time. The first time, yes. And when he came back, he won the GSW Adrenaline title. And now you two are fighting for the GSW Adrenaline title. Oh, 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 Akita. Yeah, and we had requested for you to be the ref, too, so fuck yeah. Yes. Well, you know how that worked out? I was the only ref on the entire show. Oh, my God. Well, even if you weren't, even if there was 35 referees, you would have been the ref. (laughs) No, and you got to ref two of our matches that night then, huh? Yeah, because we had some people that got into a car accident that we don't talk about either. Um, Well, Jay Freddy was supposed to be in the main event, but Redacted Dude got into a car accident, yes. so you wind up wrestling Turner and Header. So let's talk about this entire night. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. With me and Kida, that's one of my favorite matches of all time, only because we just tried to do the most buckwild shit that we can think of, um, including orange soda spitting and me smashing him in the face with a bag of Kitty Raff's kitty litter. It, it's me and Kita, man. Like, I love I love working with Kita. It's my best friend. It's my brother. Like, it's just, it's just different. Like, anytime you, I have to work Kita, we don't even have to, like, really call anything. Like, uh, we can just I go think, out there and work. The only thing is, I felt, I felt this one, like, I felt stressed about it a little bit. Because, like, for me, it was like, oh, I had moved away. And, like, I was coming back. You know, Kid Raff had come back already. And, like, he, like, he won the belt and shit. And, like, I don't know. For me, it was different. It was a little bit more stressful. Like, they ain't I, seen me in a while. I had something to prove. And, like, I don't know. Like I can understand I, that. I can yeah. understand that. Because that's, like, that's how I felt when I first moved to California. When you were yeah. there for, like, a year. And you were already, like, people knew you. So, I, I get that feeling. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You picked I, it up like you never left. The people, <laughs> the people still loved you. True. That is true. That is true. It felt good. That one felt good. Yeah. Kita gave me one of the stiffest frog splashes I've ever taken in my life too in that match. And I'm only I'm only I'm only mentioning it. I'm only mentioning it because we also have to talk about the tag match from that night. Yeah. You know, shit happens, bro. He landed on my leg. He landed on my leg. Okay. You put your clothes like nah, dog. Nah. Um, <laughs> like, that shit hurted. Just that shit hurted. What I'm trying to say is, is, is your mass, all your, all, all that mass, all that muscle, came down on my little flamingo legs, on my little flamingo leggies. Listen, listen. Don't you argue with me. 
in front of Maddie D. I was so, <laughs> so skinny at that point. Oh my god! It don't matter, bro. You were coming remember- off the top rope. No. It don't matter. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, Kita. Long story short, to make a fat bitch skinny, um, <laughs> Kita landed on my leg, and I was a little dead leg for the night. He's still that. What happened to the? What happened? You? He's gone. What? I, I was. What, I, didn't, I can't hear what you're saying, Kita. I, <laughs> I first came to your house when I came back that time. Your mom was like, do you eat? So, bro, <laughs> I know I had to be noticeably much smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Don't matter. Anyway, Kita hurt my legs. So, like, I remember, like, going into that tag match on, like, one leg pretty much. <laughs> Like you can even see it, like when you watch, if you watch the footage, I'm just I'm just dead legged the whole time, and Kita, not like this has ever happened before in our entire tag career ever, but Kita pretty much did like all the work. Like I I, I was in that match, but I really wasn't because I felt like I just had one leg. I drowned about the leg part. That's the that's like the only thing I distinctly remember from it. <laughs> <laughs> So then we do move forward to needing to again get the belt off of Kitraff to move back to California. And we take a little bit of a drive to Northern Tier Wrestling in Tawanda, Pennsylvania. It is match 1005 in the book. May 20th, 2018. You are defending against Cloudy, LJ Thomas, and Joe O'Connor. All I have to say about that match is it was an honor to work with Cloudy. <laughs> um, God, that was just, uh, I don't want to bury anybody, but like that was just something needed to be done, you know, I needed to get the belt off me. We did it. It was done. Thank God it went to Cloudy, but <laughs> God, I hate that that was like my last adrenaline title match. In front of nobody who even knew like what the belt was, it just ugh. I at least Cloudy was there. At least Cloudy was there. <laughs> and Joel O'Connor's pretty cool. Too. I remember. I remember so much about that day. I remember being backstage, and they played like the five finger death punch version of the national anthem, <laughs> and like it had a breakdown in the middle of it where they played the entire song as the breakdown has a wild day. We'll just say if you're going to threaten a photographer, don't do it in front of their friends. Yeah. And we're just going to leave it at that. Yep. <laughs> I remember I had to, uh, that show, I don't know who the promoter was. If I knew his name, I'd, I'd say it because fuck that guy. But um, there was like money issues, I guess. Because I was booked through one of the workers who I will not name, but I was booked through them. I guess he had a hand, he had a hand in running NCW at the time, and we agreed on a certain amount of money, and then at the end of the night, the guy did not really want to give me that certain amount of money. But to not say anything incriminating, I ended up getting my certain amount of money, and everyone went home happy. The end. Let's never talk about this match again. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. I watched it. 
Um, we we all went home with the correct amount of money then. Yes. And the the words that were said and the removal of my glasses and the near altercation, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie D was about broke down. Holy shit. Damn. Took the glasses. Or, shit. That's a good time, Keita. You should have that, that. That's when said photographer knew that something was up and came over like, do we have a problem I, here? I was like, yeah, we I, do. I'm saying shit. I know shit. <laughs> so then Keita comes back from California. And we have a couple matches together at True, a singles and a tag, both of them involving Clay Drasher, and then the tag match involving Tommy Vex. These are matches 10-18 and 10-20 on October 6th of 2018. This is the last time I get to work with Tina, for now. Oh, for now, for now, at least for now, honestly. Um, yeah, no, that was a fun night. I got to come back. It was a little bit more chill because it was more of a surprise, so, like, no one going to be there, so, like, they didn't even know coming in, and I was just there for the night, which was really fucking cool. Um, that was with Clay, and with you in it would have went longer, to be honest with you, but it was awesome. The tag team match was it, what it was. Yeah, and I remember I hurt my knee or my ankle pretty badly in the singles match, and I'm hobbling around chasing you guys. I'm like, this is not good. And then there, there was an IWTV title match on the show. Tracy Williams was defending against Tony Depp, and I was like, I am refereeing this match. I don't care if I'm hurt. I'm doing it. Yeah. And then I went out there. I was like, oh, I feel pretty good. And then I went out there for the tag match. I was like, I don't feel good. This hurts really bad. <laughs> I think that match was pretty chill, though. Yeah, because Clay and Tommy are just going to do Clay and Tommy things. It, it all worked out in the end. Yes. <laughs> and me, we will add to me, that list me, in the future, hopefully. We will. We will. When you going to come out here? Yeah, Maddie D. And we have a couple matches with Kit here to wrap up. Um, one, oh, both, both of the year 2020 before the world shut down. Oh, boy. Um, both of them at the True Mill. Both of them, like, in the same calendar week, just about. Oh, shit. Two different shows. Two different shows. Um, February 21st, 2020, we are at the Bumps and Bruises uh, student show. And you are teaming with Brad DeMeo against Harzang and Dyson Bennett in match 1102. The most impeccable Dyson Bennett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the most impeccable Dyson Bennett. Um, that match was really cool because I, I like Dyson Bennett a lot. For the record, we both do. Um, he he's really fun to work with. He's he's one of those kids that's really hungry to learn, and he he's not afraid to step out of his bounds a little bit. So like we got to do. Uh, I guess we'll call it like some super indie bullshit in the beginning. Um, and he, he, he was, he stacked his so quick, man. Like, I, I, I knew almost instantly that like I didn't really have to worry about anything with him. Like, he, he was just really fun to work with. And Harzang's Harzang. And, and anytime I can get like chokeslam by Harzang, I'll do it. Cause I like Harzang. I don't care. It was, it was really cool to tag with Brad too. Uh, Bruno Tineo, Bradley. Um, you know, 
because I, I live with Bruno. If people, uh, Bruno, the roommate, um, it, it was cool to tag up with him after like knowing him for pretty much my entire wrestling career. Um, and that guy, to me, is like a low key tag team god. Like he has just he's one of the most knowledgeable tag team guys I've ever met in my entire life. Um, to him out with a lot of those he did he did he's directly responsible for like almost everything we've really done because he just the confidence that dude has given us to do things the things that he's taught us um he yeah he's very crucial to the impeccables as a whole um and i and this match was my first with you back from california so I know we went out there, we goofed off, we had a good time, and yeah, as we always do, we were we were very excited to share our ring again, and we got to one one week, one week currently the final show that I've worked until sometime soon. Um, got the first shot yesterday, hopefully, and second uh, yeah, shot yeah. scheduled for three weeks from now. So yeah, hopefully, start to get myself back out there uh, shortly. But this was GSW's one night reunion at the True Mill. It is Leap Day 2020, February 29th, and you are working Adina Steele in match 1104. Yes, on my mother's wife's birthday, I beat the ever living shit out of a woman. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I love that match. That's one of my favorite matches I've ever had as like a singles wrestler. And I was really excited going into it because Adina, like, directly told me what she really wanted from the match, you know. Like, she she had a thing, I guess, where she fell into the intergender wrestling stigma of, like, every match is the same, as in, like, hi, I'm a man, I'm stronger than you, let me, you know, just beat the shit out of you, and then you find a window of opportunity, blah, blah, blah. Like, we didn't want to go into it like that. We wanted to go into it, like... It was just wrestler versus wrestler. Like, we we just wanted to fucking kill each other. And we did. Um, and Adina, who has not been in the business for a very long time, um, I think she followed so well in that match. Um, I think she definitely earned her stripes in that match. And she's just, like, she's a solid girl to work with. She's a, she's, she's a brother, you know? <laughs> He's just solid, a solid, solid worker. Um, and I hope I have many more matches with her. You know, I, I would wrestle her any day of the week. Like, she's she's solid. I love that. I, I agree. Like, she wants to be an equal, and she should be. And you did not go into it with the mentality of funny haha. You went into it with the mentality of we're going to beat the shit out of each other. And oh, you yeah. did. Oh, yeah, we did. She dislocated my jaw in that match. I don't know if she mentioned that. Really? Yes. It was um she she does um the lower cross body in the and when I when I'm seated in the corner and her just whole torso just like boom and <laughs> just kind of dislocated my jaw. And you can see too if you watch it like after I take it like when I'm up I'm I'm just constantly like holding my face. But yeah. I couldn't chew for a solid month and a half, so thanks a lot. But like, I kicked the shit out of her too, so like, it's cool. There, there was receipts. We, we, we definitely, we definitely shined each other up pretty bad. 
And, of course, uh, you're managed by Coach Cal in that match and a couple of these matches. And Sean's always a blast to work with. One of my mortal enemies in the professional wrestling <laughs> business. Yeah. On screen, but off screen. A very good friend of, of all of ours here. Sean, Sean is the man. Sean is a crucial and, reason and, why I'm still wrestling. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our journey for now. Gentlemen, where can people find you on the interwebs? They can find Keita Murray on Instagram and Twitter at Keita.art, K-E-I-T-A-Y-U-R-H-E-A-R-T. And you can find the Notorious K-I-T Kitraff on Instagram at D underscore Notorious underscore K dot I dot T and Twitter at Kit underscore Ref. And I cut. And if you send me some DMs and you, and I think I can make some money, I'll start OnlyFans too. Hey, and then I have a couple of matches coming up on TV on YouTube. Watch out! It's cool. I got some shit going on. I don't know. It's alright. We're gonna see. My Check boy Keenan Murray is about to be on television screens before 2022. I'll bet my right testicle. Um and. Even watching you, the most recent match I watched of yours was when you went down to Florida and you did the No Peace Underground thing. But having no ring and even working around the limitations of no ring, it was still really good. Thank you. I tried to do as much as we can without doing what the rest of the show was doing. Like, Devon was really, I love him, he was great, Like, but I, he was very nervous, so it was his first no ring show, so like I could tell him nervous, um, and he didn't really want to do anything crazy. I was just like, "Fuck it, let's just go out there and have a different type of match." You know what I mean? And, and it definitely stood out from the rest of the show because a lot of the show was like the death matchy kind of hardcore stuff, yeah. and like it, it was Jamie Senegal's show, and and she yeah. had her whole deal going on with Sue Young and did the whole yeah. thing, and like. But you guys definitely stood out because you were different from the rest of the show. This has been. Everything I expected it to be. <laughs> I'm glad. I appreciate you guys taking your time out of your Monday morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> or for Kita, for Kita, 6 a.m. Yeah, Kita, you're the real MVP, bro. Oh, I woke up extra early for this, man, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Um, Answered emails and podcasts and at the same time, you know, doing bank things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, gentlemen, thank you. This has been a blast. I'm glad you were able to to, to be a part of this tonight. Me thank too, you man. for having us, Matty D. You know we love yeah. you. We do. I love you, man. And I close my throat. Thank you. Because, shit. My memory oh, is so much more better. Let's go, Mets. Yeah. Oh, I, um, I am excited to to go see the Mets now that the road is going to go away. Yeah. You're my favorite Mets fan. Ah! All right. Have a good time, Mets. <laughs> Until next time, this has been By the Numbers on CKCC Radio. And thanks for joining. We are the glory boys.